Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. country's best families. Hey, bring that back here. Send the world's worst students. If you're gonna kick me out, kick me out. I'd make four prep schools in four years. You're trying for the Guinness Book of Records? But these boys are in for a real shock. Produce my father unharmed, and we begin executing the hostages. I'm sure by now you have discovered who their parents are. Chairman of the Armed Services Committee, Vice Chairman of the Republican Party. What does your father do, William? Contractor. According to this, he owns the third largest construction company in the world. Yeah, he's a contractor. Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability. We're an Entertainment One podcast on their network. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Robert Larone. And this week, we are going to be talking about 1991 movie Toy Soldiers, which is a pretty deep cut. There mm-hmm. are a lot of people who have not even heard of this movie. To me, this movie was a fever dream that I remembered late one night thinking about a movie to do. I woke up in a, in a deep sweat. and uh, Toy Soldiers! Toy Soldiers! <laughs> oh, my, oh, God. Oh, God. Wait, did this happen to you? Was your prep school taken over by drug cartel guys? Is that what... Is that your school experience? Did you go to the school of very hard knocks? Uh, no, no. I went to – I mean, I, I went – yeah, I went to like a pretty, uh, I guess, rough and tumble public school to begin with. And then my high school was like very preppy. So I, oh. I would say like I had the opposite experience than this movie. But we'll get into it, Rob. First, I want to say thank you to the Patreons. Those are the people that go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and they give us – one, three, five dollars a month. They get mm. the podcast early and ad free. They get some bonus content. We've, we have some Bill, Bill and Ted is up there for bonus content. We have other stuff that you'll never hear unless you go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. So if you want to do that, you can and support us that way. And if you don't have any money because there's been a global pandemic. Yeah, you don't have to explain you, yourself to us, man. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just don't <laughs> worry about it's it. It's cool, dude. If you still want to support us because you're crazy nice, you can just tell a friend about the podcast. That'd be really nice. And um, also go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review us there. We say yeah. that usually at the end of the podcast, but uh, we say that at the beginning. So you can, you know, don't forget. Yeah. But let's get into it. Rob, have you ever seen this movie before? Well, you see, you see, Mr. Waters, uh, when you said Toy Soldiers, I... I said, wow, that sounds fun, but um, I actually I'm, – I'm, I made a mistake. The dog ate my home – no, I <laughs> – when you said toy soldiers to me, yes. I thought you meant small, small soldiers. soldiers. Yeah. The, the Joe Dante movie with the toys and the yeah. soldiers. So you see how that sort of mistake could be very easily made. Were you thinking of toy soldiers when you suggested it? Sorry. <laughs> Small soldiers? No, I I was not. But I think okay. I think that probably sure. half our listeners right now are in your boat, Rob. Oh uh, wait, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> and why I'm in a boat with Rob? What the hell? Um, Good place to be. Just listen to the dulcet come tones. Sail the <laughs> Rob sees. Okay, it's getting weird. It's a bit but weird. but I like it. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> this. So you thought I meant the Joe Dante film? I, which I th- yeah, no, I did. Yeah, no, I I haven't seen Toy Soldiers, or I didn't before 
very recently. Furthermore, I hadn't heard of toy soldiers. <laughs> And so again, I, I don't know, and I don't know why it's called toy soldiers because there are no toys and there are no soldiers. I mean, I guess there are like there are, I guess there are a few soldiers, but I, they're not toys. <laughs> this isn't like a militaristic Toy Story spinoff or something like that. No, 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 no. This is a better prep school full of of young men. They're in kind of like a military academy for the. You know, the wayward no youth. No and toys. they have no toys. They just have <laughs> pain. Yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, there was a few things that drew me, my eye to this once I realized what the movie was that we were actually supposed to be watching. <laughs> I enjoy, I mean, all of those, all the actors, all the boys in this movie, because there are literally right. no women in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I know them all, like, not yeah. personally, but I know them all, like, from TV and from movies, and, you know, you got, like, little Will Wheaton from The Enterprise, and, you know, whenever he's on the bridge and Captain Picard's like, Wesley! And you're like, ah, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> Just wanted people to yell at him. And then also, like, little Sean Astin, you know, the yeah. uh, from uh, Middle Earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's, he's around. <laughs> <laughs> and and also that Keith Coogan fella, right? From, yeah. From Adventures, Adventures in Babysitting. Babysitting. And yeah. also, I think, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Is he in right. both of them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't, I mean, it didn't have the biggest budget. And I feel like it wasn't well publicized at the time. Like, I feel like I knew about it like a few years after it came out, but not when it did. But I, I was young then, so maybe it wasn't kind of for me. Um, I do remember the poster, and I remember like I don't know. I, maybe I remember the trailer so much, but I remember talking with my friends in in like uh, grade school about what would happen if terrorists took over our our school like what we would do well we kick uh, the ass obviously <laughs> i just and, use my karate skills you know one high out to the neck they're done <laughs> i'd use and, my vulcan death pinch <laughs> and and my school i've talked about my grade school before there's a half halfway house on the lot and kids were getting plied with, with cocaine at one point so it was kind of like a rough and tougher school but we had grates along the where you lined up to go in for recess and you could yell into the basement through the grate, and then someone down the line could hear it. And I remember my friends and I being like, that's how we'd communicate if terrorists were here, by yelling <laughs> at the top of our lungs into a grate. They'd never catch on. They were like, what? Who, who's there? No one? Okay. Rob, do you want to run down the movie a little bit? I sure do. Kay. Well, it starts in Colombia. <laughs> Specifically in what they call the Palace of Justice. It's a courthouse, but it sounds so much grander when you say Palace of Justice. It's like a Superman thing, Fortress of Solitude. It's like, yeah. oh man, I have a date at the Palace of Justice. It sounds better than a court date, right? Yeah, it's like where Superman murders everyone, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I see where your mind's going. Okay. <laughs> you need to be in the Palace of Justice, man. <laughs> but... There's a hostage situation. Some guys in fatigue, some of them, they'll have this judge and all these people being held hostage, and they are trying to get this judge to release this guy's dad. Now, the judge, he insists, buddy, your dad is gone. There's nothing I can do. He's actually in America right now already, so I don't have any control. It's out of my jurisdiction. He pulls out a globe. Shows them the two countries. This is Colombia. This is America. It kind of felt like like the end of a Super Mario Brothers level, you know? Where he's like, your princess is in the other castle. Like, don't. Yeah. You went to the wrong place, dude. Do some yeah. research. Also, like, not a great way to set up your terrifying terrorist villains. Like, these guys are so dumb. They can't even figure out, like, to get the yeah. right plane, you know? It's Sir, like, the plane this is a Dairy Queen. Seven. <laughs> yeah. You know you have to arrive at the airport three hours ahead of time, right? <laughs> but what these terrorists, even though the judge can't give them what they want, they they take them up in a helicopter as they're fleeing, and they drop them out. 
and uh, yeah. he's just sort of suspended in the sky. <laughs> and it's I, I hate to like bring up something that's like somber and like real, but it sort of reminds you of that like photo from nine eleven where the oh, guy yeah. is like you know the falling man. You know you know the one I'm talking about because yeah. big, but very similar. It's it's like it's. It's kind of because you, you see the the trailer or whatever I did when I was a kid, and you're like, I want to see that. It's about a school. It's all these kids are like a little bit older than me. It's great, and then they murder two people right off the bat. They push a woman out a window, yeah, and then they murder this judge. Uh, oh, with... We don't know that he dies. <laughs> yeah, well, he he does clearly have a parachute on under his gown. <laughs> So as he's falling, you see that. Or he's just like the hunchback of Notre Dame falling. Yeah, it's but, gloriosis, yeah. man. It's serious. Yeah. Sitting it's that judge's that chair. <laughs> so then then we just flash to a kid's school. Yeah, that's right. It's a prep school. It's a very mm. fancy school. But these kids, I mean, they are not model students. Like when we first see them, a bunch of them are distracting the a security guard or uh, – something i think maybe it's a sheriff uh, so that they can spray paint the sheriff's car and they spray paint from saint regis they spray paint it to rejects right yeah yeah that's that's funny yeah well because they are the rejects they're they're marking their turf right right that's right they tell us later that a lot of these kids have been thrown out of other prep schools. A lot of these rich kids, they couldn't make it at the other rich kid school. So this is the fourth best rich kid school. <laughs> and, and it's tough. These are tough kids. And then you're going to have to go to public school. God help you. <laughs> yeah. And we got we got Will Wheaton, Sean Astin, as we said, Keith Coogan. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple other kids who weren't in popular television shows or movies. So I don't know their names. But... We know that these are the troublemakers of the school, particularly Sean Astin. You know, well, you, you know he's how a we real know. Goonie, you know, <laughs> you know how we know. It's the earring, man. It's the one earring. Well, no, Will Wheaton's the one with the one earring, <laughs> but he's a troublemaker too. It's, yeah, it's Sean but, Astin's I mean, like. Come on, he has a baby face. He, he tears the sleeves off his off his shirt, and that's how you know he's a bad, bad dude. He's a badass. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But instantly, I mean, we wonder, like, it seems like these kids are going to be in trouble because the principal or whatever is seeing them in their dorm room. But it turns out it's just that their roommate, he has to go into witness protection because his dad is involved in this case with this thing. And, you know, it's pretty obvious to tell that it's the same thing as the Colombian thing. You know, they're listening and it's like, Columbia, Palace of Justice, helicopter— it's so crazy to me that the FBI is like, okay, we got to whisk this kid away because they might take over this school. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, because they took over the Palace of Justice. And it's, uh, why don't they just stick around to make sure these guys don't show up? Why not alert the local authorities that this might happen? No. Well, I mean, I can understand taking the one kid out of school, right? Because, you know, you don't need to send a whole army in to take care of this one kid. Yeah, you just no, send that's fair. One guy, maybe dress him up as the gardener, and he goes in, and then <laughs> the kids are playing, like, soccer or something like that, and they're right. just like, stab him, stab him, right in the fleshy part of the side. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's very specific, Rob. Yeah, but they don't even alert local authorities that, like, there might be some people coming around to check out this kid <laughs> if he's still at the school. Like, that's why they're taking him from school, because there's a threat to him. Like, nothing like that happens. No. And then it turns out that they should have done something like that, because instantly <laughs> these guys take over the school. I mean, they do They do have to cross the border first. Like, they, yeah. that part is tricky, and we all know... We all know how tricky that is. They just go there. They pretend to be a bunch of illegal immigrants, and then they blow away the border patrol. Yeah. Crazy idea. What about if you just built, like, a wall? I was going to say, it would be better if they had a wall that you could easily (laughs) scale or dig under. (laughs) But, you know, already this movie is, uh, you know, I'm already on the wrong side, right? Like, first of all, playing into that myth that terrorists are using illegal immigrants to uh, sneak into America. That is some Rush Limbaugh shit over there, you know? (laughs) His favorite movie was uh, this movie. Um, Hell. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And then, you know, they're not they're not the least stereotypical of the terrorists that you could get from a South American country. They kind of play right into the hands of people that are afraid of them in this movie. The, I, I would say there's a notable exception in the main bad guy who was schooled in America. Very Hans Gruber vibe here. Is he? Does it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, are we talking Hans about Gruber, the same Hans Gruber? <laughs> yeah, he was anyway schooled outside his his region. And I don't so know. What, you know, maybe like just because the, the thing that I think about when I think of drug cartel is like Breaking Bad. This guy was just like so much like Tuco to me. Like, first of all, he just <laughs> tight, like tight, flies tight. off the handle. Right. He's an idiot. He's such a <laughs> dummy. You know, it's like f- first. He throws the judge out of the helicopter because he didn't show up at the right time to get his father's plane, right? Okay, so that's the first dumb thing he does. Second thing, he goes through all this effort to take over this prep school when the kid that they want is already gone. This guy's always a day late and a dollar short. (laughs) He might not be a dollar short, but he's always a day late, and that's, that's just dumb, man. You can threaten me as much as you like. The fact remains that officers from the United States Marshal Service took young Donahue out of school yesterday and they did not say where they were taking him. I have been under a lot of strain lately. And I don't have a lot of patience. If you're lying and he's here, I will find him. And I'll kill you. He's not here. Why not go for the judge or the jury or anyone? Like, why such force? It feels well. A I little recognize insane. there is like a little bit of like you took my father, so I'll take you know. Right. There's like a theme of fathers and sons because as we'll talk about, like Will Wheaton, his dad's a mobster played by Jerry Orbach, <laughs> which is hilarious because don't get me wrong, I love Jerry Orbach, but that's Lenny. That's Lenny. <laughs> From Law and Order, you know, he's he's like wearing his like I mean the suit that he's wearing just says Lenny. It doesn't it doesn't it's not like a gangster suit with like the pinstripes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, Will Wheaton's his kid, and we're supposed <laughs> to believe that Will Wheaton is like the gangster's son. And yeah, he is just like he's just listening to a lot of George Michael. That's all. Just, uh, just well, getting his fashion advice from. Yeah, he has like an onk in his uh, in his one ear, but also he's he's it. like drawing on his blue jeans which how old are these kids supposed to be because that seems like maybe like a 12 year old thing i mean kind of a 12 year old girl thing but uh they're they're old enough to use the board game girl talk to talk to a phone sex line is what they're old enough to do there it's it's a it's a weird yeah it's a weird mishmash of like these kids are so young and then these kids are way too old yeah Uh, like i feel like sean astin is like 24 (laughs) he might be will wheaton's like 12 yeah and at this point what's it coogan he he kind of looks like a like someone's older sibling yeah, you know, play, like dressing up in younger clothes or something. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the terrorists have taken over, and they, I, instead of like just keeping these kids hostage all the time with like a machine gun in the gym, and then you know one of them has to go to the bathroom and sort of pull them up by the arm, it's like move. They sort of like it's like a free range situation. <laughs> <laughs> they just let them sort of roam. Well, it's they like, don't want to use any like you know injectables or anything on them they no, want this to be organic tender exactly you know they want to be able to sell it to a and w it's plumper. not just mcdonald's <laughs> oh, it's, it's good but they do they do check in on them every once in a while like there is there's like a a, a, a roll call every hour they all have to like yeah. run back to the gym and if there's any kids missing then they're gonna kill five kids and a little bit of math. So they have 92 kids to start. 92 minus 1 is 91. Minus 5, Blaine? I'm sure, like 70. Oh, my God. I should be, a, I, I should be the, I should join this Put group. Put your head down on your desk. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I don't know why they let them go about their business. It feels like, 
<laughs> it just feels like you'd need less terrorists to keep them all in the same room than you'd need to like have some up on the roof, one guy prowling the soccer pitch, one guy taking the class with the other kids and like reading great Maybe expectations they'd... with them. Like it was very <laughs> weird. <laughs> they chose to have so many terrorists here. Anyway. <laughs> they were little women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any lines from Great Expectations. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, maybe they brought too many terrorists to begin with, and then they like had to give them all jobs. I don't know. Also, I would like to dispute the word terrorist for these yeah, people. Yeah, that's Because, fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are some politics here. Like, you know, anybody brown is a terrorist, right? That's how that works, right? Yeah, but this is more like a drug cartel just trying They're to get like cartel. one of their members out. Yeah. They don't yeah. even have any political purpose. I think that's like the defining thing of terrorism is like you have to like strike fear for like a political reason, you know? Yeah. These guys, they just want to – he just wants to get his dad back. Yeah. If that's terrorism, then you can call me a ter- – don't, don't call me. <laughs> Take me off that watch list, FBI. Oh, my God. He says it on record. Yeah, they're they're definitely not terrorists. They're they're this drug cartel, but they do have like so much hardware. They bring in rocket launchers, and he has this little thing attached to his wrist so that you know if he dies, then the whole school that's wired with explosives gets blown up, mm-hmm. and all these kids die too. So you can't just shoot him. Yeah. The dead man switch they call it. This guy is fucking serious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is such, like, a dumb plan, though. Like, it's sort of... I can't get past how stupid a plan this is. Because, like, these hostage situations, I mean, they usually happen in a place where the person already is. You don't go and get yourself stuck in a hostage situation because you're not likely going to get out. It's hard. It's Mm -hmm. hard to get out of a hostage situation. In the beginning, in Colombia, they have the helicopter. But they come (laughs) to America by truck. So where are they going to get a helicopter? What's their escape plan? Oh, man. There's no plan. They didn't, like, scout the area. They didn't know the ins and outs of the school. It's 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 very hackneyed. And I think, like, one thing I liked about – I mean, Die Hard is obviously the, the elephant in the room in this movie. Um, and the, the kind of terrorists in that movie are – you find out thieves and their terrorism is – is a smokescreen to get all this mm-hmm. money, right? And and this didn't have any other agenda. There was nothing revealed later on. There was no kind of ins and outs or twists. And that, I think, really hurt this movie because you're like, well, this guy's going to take over the school. I'm pretty sure he's going to get killed. And I don't think they're going to have one of the kids kill him. So who's the, <laughs> who's like left out of this uh, yeah. that can kill this guy? Wow. It's got to be Lou Gossett Jr. Oh, man. You know what? He's great in this movie. I, He's I really, fucking awesome. I really love him in this movie. Yeah. Um, and also, like, he was recently awesome in Watchmen, too, the TV show. Oh, yeah. As Mass Justice. Yeah. That was awesome, right? Though he yeah. looked like four million years old in that show. Like, it sort of blew my mind that it was Lou Gossett Jr. Because I still picture him from, like, this or, like... You know, yeah. Iron Eagle. He's like, you know, yeah. he's here to <laughs> yeah. kick some ass, you know, Lou Gossett Jr. Not like old. I know, but he was still, he was like heartbreaking in Watchmen. He was so good. He was so good. What a grand yeah. show. Yeah. And he's just, he's just solid in this. He's like, I, th- I think like the kids are amazing together. Uh, amazing. They're, yeah. they're, they're pretty solid together. They got nominated for Best Ensemble, Young Ensemble Cast, the Youth Awards. They lost out to the, youth awards. To, to the kids from Boys in the Hood. But yeah, I think that they do well together. And it seems like from what I've read that they had fun on set. And, and, and from what That's I see, that they, they had fun on set. Like it, they did have good chemistry together. But yeah. Lou Gossett Jr. really ties it all together. I think without him in this movie, without his character, without him acting in the role, just being this tough moral center to everything, then you don't have a movie. He was, he was great. Rejects. I assume the students did this. Yes. Over half the student body consists of boys who have been expelled from other prep schools, hence the nickname. I see. No, you don't see. My boys, many of them, they have a real problem with authority. There's no telling what they might do in a situation like this. 
That could damn well get him killed. Exactly. There's one boy in particular. So there's there's ways that these kids try to kind of like help the the, the military kind of comes in from the outside, and there's ways that these kids kind of try to help from inside. Oh yeah, they're not situation. just gonna sit there. In their underwear and hang out in somebody's dorm room and look at Playboy together. Not just that. They're going to (laughs) get bored of that pretty quickly. And then after that, they're like, hey, how can we break out of this place? So they use their well-honed skills of distracting people to create mischief. (laughs) And there's there's a pretty big scene with Sean Astin actually escaping and having the one hour to escape and give all the information of who the terrorists are and where they are and even their names and what guns they have to the military so that they can help and mm-hmm. uh, and try to take back the school. Yeah, um, but then they don't let him go and he has to like rush back for roll call and you know he's like going through the sewers and everything and you're like oh shit like now he's all wet. Yeah. You know? How is he uh how is he going to get – they're going to be like, hey, why are you all wet, Sean Astin? <laughs> he was like, well, I was looking at some Playboys. and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he has that ingenious shower trick, which is kind of like one of the only, you know, ha gotcha moments in this movie. Like one of the only kind of reveals that raise an expectation and then mm. – subvert it because everything else just kind of plays by the rule book of any other movie you've ever seen and really doesn't try to surprise you at all but this no. this moment this moment i kind of liked i thought it was mm-hmm. pretty good but we'll get back into it plus i have some trivia for you rob right after these messages hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Okay, welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking toy soldiers, not small soldiers. No. Not toys. But why aren't we talking about small soldiers? <laughs> this is the question. It has this the guys the from question. Spinal Tap in it. I didn't Ernest know that. Ernest Borgnine? You love Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love Ernest Borgnine? Okay. He's, he's, right. he's young and hip. We, we were just at the part where Sean Astin comes back, saves five of his of his peers lives by showing up again after putting them in jeopardy and the kids come up with like this really great idea to swap out the thing on the guy's wrist with a with a another thing that they have in this remote control plane yes this brilliant idea because (laughs) we all know that the chips from remote control planes are the exact same as chips from remote detonators for bombs yeah, I mean, it was... I also just love, like, how much confidence Sean Astin has in this twerp. I think his name is Yogurt. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Yogurt, can uh, can we switch the chips on this? And then, you know, he'll have the plane in his thing, and, you know, the bomb will be in ours. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm just intimidated by all these guys in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Yogurt. Poor, Poor Yogurt. yogurt. But uh, that's what they do. That's what they, yeah, that's their big plan. Well, this know. is the other moment that I kind of appreciated too, where they were like, well, we don't have to like go to the person's, the guy's wrist. We can go to the bomb and take the thing out of that. And so. Why don't they just leave the chip out of it? Why do they have to replace it with the airplane one? Yeah. I mean, it's more satisfying when like the big villain fight's happening and then he like presses the thing and then and the airplane plane takes goes off. Up. It's like, eh, you're eh, totally eh. right. Why didn't they just take it out? Why didn't they just cut a wire? Why didn't they just do anything? Um, there's, there's so many options. There's so many holes in this movie. Yeah. Um, we also haven't talked about, I mean, good gosh, poor little Will Wheaton. Oh, no. They, you know, once they figure out that his dad is a mob boss, obviously they don't want to piss off the mob boss. And also... Professional courtesy. It's Jerry Orbach. You don't want to piss off Jerry or- Orbach. Don't fuck with the candlestick, you know? Get burned. 
<laughs> there's a candlestick he... in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, was he? Okay. Oh, come like, on, Blaine. I was like, is Where's that a Jam? law and he order gets my thing? Jokes. <laughs> is that a law and order thing? Though? Yeah, okay. they call them the candlestick on law and order. <laughs> he, solved... he solved the candlestick killer crime case. <laughs> it, was bom, bom. Just, it was just all clue references in that show. So, But so, so they're going to let him go. They're going to let him go. And he's like, no. No, because they're like, you know, because we respect your dad. And he's like, I hate my dad. (laughs) I hate Captain Picard. We're letting you go. What? You're free to go. This man will take you to the main entrance. All you have to do is walk down the driveway. Why me? Because we respect your father. Fuck my father. And fuck you. I'm not going anywhere without my friends. Oh, yes, you are. Don't fight him. Just go. Ow! Nothing. Ow! Vamanos! Let go of me! And then he, he takes a gun. He literally attacks one of these drug cartel members, and he steals the gun. Mm-hmm. And, and he does what he's been threatening to do the whole movie. Is just get a machine gun and just mow them all down. It'd just be like... And we see him do that. But <laughs> he hasn't played any video games, any first-person shooters yet, because they he haven't come out. he's Will Wheaton. <laughs> You know what? Solid actor, skinny arms. And so when he pulls the trigger... I mean, skinny... I mean, he's like a child. He looks like a child. He is? And like at one point... I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, like, he looks like really a child. Like, he looks like a baby. <laughs> he looks like Julia Child. At one point, they have, like, this shirts off moment with him, and he just has, like, this concave child's chest. You're like... And, like, you know, they're showing all the other Where guys... bones still haven't off, grown there. Like, yeah. You know, like, I have a... I have some pecs. Like, Sean Astin's been working out, you know. He has, like, the soft spot in his head still. Uh, (laughs) Just don't touch there. (laughs) Just don't touch there. So he goes out, and he he just shoots this gun, and it just, like, it it makes him fly backwards, and then he he gets shot a lot. But, I mean, to to be honest, if I was Will Wheaton, this role would be so much fun. Like, you oh, just yeah. get to, like, get – I get squibs on me and I get, like, shot and I have a death scene. That's amazing. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Scarface? <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. No, I – yeah. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting that one. So he dies. Yeah. And – That's sad. That's sad that's for them. Sad. They have, I like, know. Uh, you know, Sean Astin cries. He's like, stand by me. <laughs> oh. No, he's not like that. He's like, he's like, guys, we got to go to the steps to see this dead body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, it's pretty, it's, I don't know. I mean, I found it pretty hilarious. I just. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just funny to see, like, little Wesley Crusher get, get shot up full of holes. And he's talking in this, like, Brooklyn accent, too. Wow, it almost sounds like they like pitched down his voice or something. Like yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, um, I was also disappointed because uh, you know, I mean, I don't know the rest of the kids so much. I'm like, uh, yeah, I know Sean. I know. I mean, I kind of know Keith Coogan. Yeah, but there was also you know two other kids of of different races that. Uh, just really don't get any screen time after the first scene. No. <laughs> like they're just like, oh, you're not white. All right, that's fine. We're yeah. we're going out well, of the movie the one here. Kid at least gets a couple lines because they like pull him out of the line and they're like, "Are you Mexican?" And he's right. like, "American, like Mexican American." Yeah. He's like, "Do you speak Spanish?" And he's like, "No, no habla." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he does. Yeah, and then they like kick the shit out of him. <laughs> That was like an interesting moment, though, because you're yeah. like, you know, they're having like some, they're trying to have some solidarity, maybe, but yeah. then they know. Yeah, yeah. No. But yeah, and then we never see him basically again. I mean, no, I guess never he's still around. Him. I know. But yeah, and then there's the other guy. There's a black kid that is in the like main group. Yeah. And, and then Sean uh, Astin pretends to be a black man on the on the phone with a sex worker. That, <laughs> that was pretty hilarious, though. Yeah, that was weird. But that whole scene was just like, 
It's so funny. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end, the military's moving in. They can't get there fast enough. Sean Astin is taken hostage. He's not the badass that we once thought he was. But don't worry. The principal has come in. Lou Gossett Jr. bursts through a window, shoots up the bad guy, and gets shot himself. Yeah. It's it's badass. Also, it's like he gets like a nice little bit of an arc because he's outside and he talks to one of the army guys and he's like, "Hey, let me go in there with you." And the other guy's like, "Oh no, 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 Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> you just stay out here. <laughs> You're you know, too precious." And he's like, "I yeah. got this. Come on." And then he gets in, you know, through the through the sewer, same way as Sean Astin got out. And he's like, "Yeah, now I get to do my thing." And he does <laughs> his thing right through a window. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty great. I also kind of like the arc between him and Sean Astin, where Sean Astin's like, you know, you're not my dad. You're not. You're not looking out after me. You're just trying to punish me for things. And then this guy literally saves his life in the end. So that's kind of like a nice arc, you know. He's like, I am trying to make you a, a good kid and a better man. So yeah, we we didn't talk about Brody in here, right? From uh, Indiana Denholm, Jones, Denholm not Elliot. from Jaws. Not from Joss. He's he's wonderful. This is his second he's to last delightful. movie. Oh no! Yeah, I thought he did a, a pretty great job. He's always someone in academia. So uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so Rob, now that we've run down the movie, I have some trivia questions okay. for you. Let's see if I, you can get these. These these this is how, the, this how, is the pop is quiz. Oh, I is this open book? It is not open book. This is oh, a, a score out of out of three, okay. and it's worth one hundred percent of the final exam. Uh, okay. No. Okay. Okay. There was another film that was filmed at the same military school, and this film had a military theme. What was it? Blaine, what's the answer to number one? <laughs> Psst, it had a Wayne's brother in it. Oh, is it in the army now? Wait, no. no. Is it Major Payne? It is. Sorry, I got messed up because... Yes, because the director directed In the Army Now with Pauly Shore after this movie. Um, Yeah. It's like that... that, There was like a period where every comedian had to have like an army movie. It's like Ernest in the army, Pauly Shore in the army. It was just like, you know, just getting it. It was was probably an op by the the (laughs) army to get people recruiting. People love Pauly Shore. (laughs) They always did. Can you imagine if you signed up for the army and went over to another country to fight and die because of Polly Shore? <laughs> what sent you here? What made you deal with the dust and the, the, and the sand? <laughs> okay, second question. Okay. What two actors in this movie trashed their hotel room on Halloween? Oh, no. It's who you'd think. Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> and Brody. And Brody and Denno Williams. Uh, yep, that is correct. No. <laughs> I bet it's no. fucking I bet it's fucking Wheaton. No. Yep. Is it? You got one. You got one. Yep. And probably fucking Aston. Not Aston. Hugh Coogan. Coogan. It's I said Coogan. Coogan. I said Coogan. <laughs> Sorry. I the said test Coogan. is over. Put your pens Miss, down. I said Coogan. <laughs> It was Keith Coogan and Will Wheaton. He, he apologized to the day in Charlottesville. The the uh, he said that he like put the the pool furniture into the pool and then like moved a couch into the elevator and it wasn't oh, that no. bad. But uh, it was it, it wasn't like you know the Rolling Stones or anything. Jeez. So a- there is a remake in the works. Why? For the- <laughs> it was done perfectly the first time, right? Also, like. What? I don't know about school, schools and guns. I just don't know if we need to see oh, more of hey, that. Hey, yeah, good point. I just don't know if we need to see more of that, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they can just hide under their desks and their like little lockers, right? They have their desk lockers that are oh, bulletproof. Oh god, that's so sad. Why not just? Why not just regulate guns? Anyway, so Blumhouse is reportedly making remaking this. Coogan coming back? <clears throat> we have no idea who's coming back, but we know that there's an actress who's going to star and produce in this movie who's, who's attached to it. These are all rumors, but who do you think it might be? This is it's not really a trivia question. It's This is really okay. hard to get. All right. I'm going to say <clears throat> Elizabeth Banks. 
that's close. Uh, Queen Latifah. Oh, the Equalizer. The Equalizer. Damn. And I could, I could kind of see it. Like I could kind of see Is she her. Do the Lou Gossett thing. I think so. Just I, like I, running through, jumping through the window. Yeah, man. I could, I could picture her doing it. She's the Equalizer. Uh, I, th- I could also Is see it her be being a girl like school? a good, tough, tough, like tough love teacher. You know. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think it. I think it should probably be a girls' school, so that all the all the dudes online that complained about Ghostbusters have something else to complain about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep on feeding that. So that's the wow. end of the trivia. You're not going to pass the grade. I'm sorry. You have to go to a military uh, academy. Oh man, uh, look, you can't. They're going to send me. My dad's going to beat me. Oh Jesus Christ! Belt. Oh no. <laughs> Well, then you're better off going to a place where you don't have to live at home, man. Jesus. You don't understand. Oh. He's the military academy. What? He is? The, oh, my God. Yeah. He's the personification of punishment. <laughs> this just got really high school English very fast. Okay. All right. Locate the themes in this. Okay. Um, okay. So Andrew Divoff was the was the the bad guy in this, and he says he this was. is kind of this is kind of his favorite role because he kind of got to be a really badass bad guy and get mm-hmm. shot up and all that stuff. And he was in Wishmaster. He was in other kind of movies. He in the was 80s the Wishmaster, right? Yeah. The yeah. Dijin, yeah, if you will. And he has a cool look. I, yeah, I, I I liked him. I thought he did a, a reasonable job in this. The thing that I don't agree with is that he hazed all the kids in this movie Why? by, by uh, like being like, I'll drive you back to the hotel. And then he would drive them into this like back lot parking lot at night and, I don't know, haze them, tell them, I don't, tell them he was going to like do mean things to them or something like that. Holy jeez. And so a lot of the other kids, like, this is all from Coogan, who said that he that he played along and was like, oh, please spare my life. And he got down on his knees and all that stuff and, and played along. And the guy was like, okay, you cool, you get it. Divoff said that. And then on the way back to, to the hotel, which was another 40-minute drive, he just told Coogan, all the other actors, and how they reacted. And all of them reacted by saying, this isn't funny, take me home. <laughs> Which, wow! Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's uh, awful. I mean, it's so kids weird. don't deserve that, except probably Will Wheaton. But the other kids don't deserve that. <laughs> oh, don't, you really hate that. Crusher. You really hate the Crusher. Well, he's just like he's just like such the personification of a twerp. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I I think Will Wheaton's done pretty pretty well for himself after oh, being like sure. a kid actor and yeah not... he's a fellow podcaster and i think uh, he, he does good for the community whoopee. you know <laughs> i said that is whoopee about the community not about the podcasting thing oh i thought you were talking about the next generation again uh with, <laughs> <laughs> with whoopee yeah i mean Goldberg he's okay it. it's just i you know it seems like weird casting i i wouldn't have necessarily cast him in that role oh i i i think maybe not in that role I could see him actually as like the kid who had the, the tech smarts of like yeah. the, he had the the plane and stuff. I could see him yeah. in that role. He was he just that. he was just you know I think he was pretty hot shit after Star Trek: Next Generation. Like all the all the young boys were like, I know who that is because I watched TNG. Yeah, and um, all the young girls were like, I hope that he they have him with his shirt <laughs> off so I can see his concave chest. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah. I think they all did a pretty good job, but I let, let's let's kind of wrap it up. And Rob, what do you think? You, this is the first time you've ever seen it. It's, you've never heard of it before. Do you think this movie was even watchable? Well, it is in the sense that I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's okay. It's just like very generic. Like yeah. Everything that happens after they take over the prep school is just sort of like rote. It doesn't Paint do by anything. Numbers, yeah. yeah, exactly. It learns what to do, but it doesn't. It doesn't think cr- critically about the material. Mm-hmm. And like, there are some great parts. You know, I think Sean Astin's okay. I think the other kids are okay. I like the group as a group. It's sort of like a funny... I mean, I don't know how old these kids are supposed to be. Some of them are like seem very, very old. And then some of them seem like very, very young. I think it's like a spread throughout high school age. Ah, you know? Okay. I guess so that I makes think that's, sense. It right. makes a little sense. Yeah. 
I mean, they're mostly okay. But in the attempts to like get to like the spirit of what it is to like be a be a boy growing up and all of that stuff, I don't know if it necessarily hits the mark. Like, it's always a, a cliche that boys are like you know just pulling pranks and like hiding out in strange rooms to drink mouthwash. That's that's a, those are stereotypes. We, right. you know, I mean, we I don't know. In, it would have been nicer more... rooms to drink mouthwash. So yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, we drank. We didn't drink Listerine. We drank Scope. Come on, <laughs> the premium. The premium. We have class. We have class. Also, like, yeah, the whole terrorist plot. I mean, that's sketchy. And also, I, I did read that in the book, it was supposed to be Palestinian terrorists. And, it was. Uh, you know, and it was, I mean, and it was like a, a a more worldly world leader school. They like. Right, it was like the their... young leaders of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, they sent their kids to, and it was in Rome. So it was more of like an international wow. school where they could like kind of, and all they wanted was like freedom from oppression. And so they, they, they felt forced to do that. So I think there was a lot more messaging in the book and more politics. Like I think it was more in the terrorist category, but there was... At the end, like all the students like join with the te- uh, PLO and then they're like, that with Netanyahu! <laughs> but there, <laughs> I think the there Gaza was... Strip! There was, I think, more of a message in the book than in this movie because the movie took David Cope's script and then kind of the, the, um, the director, right. Petrie Jr., kind of rewrote it into an American thing so right yeah yeah and i think i mean i can see at least the book idea being interesting and politically charged and you know like like kids like from different countries and not really understanding each other banding and like that might have been interesting yeah you could have done something interesting with that with this it's just sort of weird and racist you know yeah like yeah it's got to be like some first of all if we're going to be in Colombia, it's going to be a drug cartel there, you know. <laughs> that's the only thing Colombia is good just, for. And, they can't just and be poppy forget, salesmen. You let's know? not forget coffee. <laughs> that's the other thing that Colombia is known right. for. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I think it's an interesting lost gem, but I can understand why it's lost. You know, I understand yeah. why it's it didn't become a favorite. I think. Maybe some maybe Queen Latifah can do something interesting uh, with it. I would advise her to keep away from the terrorist angle. But uh, no, I don't know. What about you, Blaine? I mean, this was your favorite movie, and uh... <laughs> every movie I suggest is my favorite movie. No, I I just remember talking about this movie as a kid and not remember hearing anything about it since. So I I thought it would be interesting to revisit. I think there are parts of it that hold up a little bit but for the most part it really falls yeah it really falls into categories that we talk about a lot on this podcast you know there's there's literally even when they go outside the school uh to the military to the police to anyone to talk to these there like there's only one woman in this movie and she's thrown out a window mm-hmm. and she's she doesn't have a line, and she's not on screen for more than two seconds. And yeah, one of those but seconds at least they is her. Focus the male gaze on her, right? <laughs> no, they... they're not objectifying her. She's like flying towards the ground. Yeah, they just hold on her as she's dashed against the the. the steps. That was like brutal too. It I was mean... really brutal. Ooh, I wasn't really ready. And I do like that this is kind of a movie about kids with an R rating. And I think yeah. no one would do that nowadays, except for like horror movies, like with a slasher or whatever. But this this isn't that. I could see it going that way with Bloomhouse's direction. Like I could see like a school of kids that have like real trauma and some that are kind of scary, and then you know get to be scary on these people taking over the school. But I don't know if that would be insanely sensitive towards kids who've been through trauma. I don't think that this movie was uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> was was very sensitive towards um, kids. the well i mean the yeah the, the 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 kids that were going through tough tough things and yeah the stereotypes abounded i just i i i think that i i just i also don't need a movie with with um with kids with guns i just think we're past that as a society if we could just get past that that'd be great. yeah for entertainment anyway yeah 
Yeah, I mean, we can still train them as a yeah, small army. Child soldiers. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. cool, right? Right. To fight the cartel when they come over the border. Which they're gonna. Um, build that wall high enough. <laughs> oh, man. Or deep oh enough. God. So, yeah. So I, I definitely see a lot of flaws in this movie. But as a young kid... In the 90s, like, this captured my imagination. And the same with Die Hard, the same with these kind of hostage movies, because you put yourself in the situation of these kids, and you're like, how would I deal with this? Would I be as courageous? And it gives you, you know, some fantasy fodder um, as, a, as a young boy. But past that, I'm not seeing a lot of rewatchability value. Mm. So I'm going to have to say not rewatchable, too. Sorry, I know there are Die Hard fans out there. But you should be fans of Die Hard instead of this, because <laughs> it's a better That's movie. That's clever. All right. B, B minus. Okay. I'll take a 70. That's cool. Thanks for listening. Oh, we, you're we We held you hostage for a, an hour here. Thanks for putting this in your ears. I'm saying this in the grossest way possible. And uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. You can check out all the rest of our episodes on our website. You can go to Apple Podcasts and rate us. You can go to – and you can get a T-shirt at Tee Public. You can – Get a T-shirt. Go get a to, T-shirt so you can wear a shirt when you're planning your, to retaliate against terrorists, unlike <laughs> the kids in this movie. <laughs> get a shirt. Put a shirt on. Um, Put a shirt on, Will Wheaton. And if you're looking for their podcasts, there's some great podcasts on this network, so check them out. And we'll see you next time. Keep your kids safe. I don't know how to end this, Rob. I don't know how to end it. (laughs) I don't know how to get out of it. Hit the books. That's good. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.